and welcome to the English One Remote Learning Podcast. Uh, my name is Matthew Munden, and as always, I am joined by Chris Cortez. And this time we have special guests. Uh, guys, would you like to introduce yourself? Ms. Choi? Yeah. Hi, my name is Caroline Choi. Um, I am now officially a Sky at Sunridge Middle School. And I learned my lesson from last time. I decided to wait <laughs> before introducing myself. Okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, um, well, Akers kind of introduced you for, for he, he actually introduced you I, I just for did. everybody. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm Matthew Akers. I'm a social studies department head teaching U.S. history, mostly on-ramps, preferably on-ramps, but we'll see what happens next year. All right. So um, actually on that topic, uh, we had already spoken with uh, Tetroy uh, on an episode two weeks ago about how remote teaching has been going for her. Uh, how is remote teaching going for you, uh, Akers, uh, especially with on-ramps and how those classes are going? Generally speaking, it's actually been really easy for me. Um, On-ramps is an advanced academic, so most of these students that came in had that, you know, in inherent drive wanting to do what they needed to do. So it wasn't too big of a, of a transition for us. Um, I also, like, I have special, uh, the, the on-ramps programs have special permission to continue using Zoom. Um, I know that, like, they were, the district was kind of like uh, tiptoeing around around that with all of the Zoom bombing that was going on, but um, because our Zoom accounts are run by UT Austin, they have all of these um, built-in uh, barriers and fail-safes to prevent all of that stuff from happening. So I've actually been using Zoom since uh, the first Friday that we returned. Uh, that first Friday was just kind of like a, hey guys, how are you doing? Uh, this is what's gonna happen from now on. And then after that, every Monday and Wednesday, we, we've been meeting. Um, you know, I run the, run the lesson, you know, 15-ish minutes, explain to them their assignment, let them go off on their own. Uh, I've been keeping the same hours. Um, my my, my uh, conference periods were, were fifth and seventh period. So what I did is I, as I pushed everything back to make my conference periods now first and second because, like, all the students are groggy at 8 o'clock in the morning when they're trying to come to my class. So I just, like, pushed everything back like the class periods. But we've been keeping the same, the same schedule, the same, you know, meeting. Um, at, you know, I'm keeping them to their time. I'm taking attendance when they come in. When they're not showing up, I'm sending emails immediately at the end of the day, uh, blind co uh, carbon copying their parents so their parents can kind of get on their case yeah. too. Remind them, hey, you, you still got responsibilities regardless of all this craziness that's going on out there. You still have uh, stuff that you're beholden to. So. For the most part, it's actually been a really smooth transition. Just a couple of students here and there that are basically um, using this as an excuse, but pretty good actually. Oh, that's good. well good to hear. And especially the like the way the, that on ramp class is already designed kind of was ready for a situation like this. Yeah, exactly. The way that it's uh, designed by UT Austin is is, is, it's, is it's all pretty much um, online anyways. There was. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I, I hesitate to use the phrase because I don't, or the term because I don't particularly like it, but I'm, I'm kind of really more of like a, a facilitator. I'm a, I'm a course corrector, you know, let them go play in the sandbox. And when they're making mistakes, you know, correct them, let them know, hey, you, you got this part wrong. But it was really designed to be online anyways, especially since, you know, the, these students are enrolled at UT Austin. So they do have to send assignments all the way to the other side of Texas and the only way for yeah. that to happen on a timely basis was through the internet. So yeah, definitely uh, it, it worked well. It worked to my benefit. Have you uh, have you gotten like at least like a kind of like a break? Like uh, like you're saying you, you pushed everything back. Um, Choi was talking about how uh, the last time that she was on that she's enjoyed like the time um, in her room where she just gets to chill and not have to wake up early. Like did you get that at all or have you no, dude. Um, when it comes to time off, I'm very predisposed to letting it uh, get the best of me and just kind of like basically like letting like being like the students using it as, a, as an excuse and, you know, sleeping until noon and laying on the couch all day. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very much predisposed to doing that if I let myself get started. So I've actually kept the same exact schedule, like waking up, going to sleep. I still wake up at five o'clock every morning. 
I haven't. Wow. I mean, I think there was one day about two weeks ago where I slept about until 7.30. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I got extra sleep. Um, no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the same schedule because if I don't, I'm going to let it get away from me. And next thing I know, you know, it's, it's already hard discerning between days. Days are already bleeding into each other. I don't need to add to that. Dang. That's crazy. I, I, I mean, I, I still wake up, uh, like, not fairly early, like, not at five, because, I mean, for, for football, we'd have to wake up super early for um, uh, workouts and stuff. But I, I find that, you know, I still kind of have that, that internal clock going a little bit. But um, I'm kind of like Troy, like, I've gotten, I've gotten a little break from having to wake up super, super early. And it's nice, but then now it's gotten to the point, Munden brought it up, where, you know, the quarantines, you know, it, it really dragged on him for, like, about a week. Um, so yeah, like I, I still get those periodic days where it, it's just more of a struggle than anything. I appreciate waking up in the morning and kind of being the only one. You know, mm. I, I, I take walks in the morning and around the neighborhood, and it's and it's nice. Like you know, the the sun's barely coming up. The the you're transitioning from from the midnight black to the to the to the sky. You know orange and red and, and everything and mm. you know it just feels it feels brand new and 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 it feels like it all belongs to me i'm the only one i'm the only one around it's got it's a real peaceful uh, serene kind of sense to it so nice i, I like being up that early. Um, troy how have how have you been uh enjoying your position at sunridge um well right now it's still the same um i'm still participating in all of the plcs that we have um so for me even though i like being home i actually can't sleep in that much because our meeting starts at 7 30 so i have to wake up <laughs> but i think that's a good thing huh, because it does get me up and you know i'm ready for the rest of the day Absolutely. um but just being a part of the plc's the meetings and um we are starting to talk a little bit about what next year will look like and you know the possibilities are we going back on campus are we starting online and if we are starting online what should we prepare for now that we know you know what remote learning could be like so for now that's all i've been able to do um but yeah i haven't been able to you know go into classrooms and help out students or teachers or anything like that just meetings yeah. you're on a new schedule now being in a middle school <laughs> these are earlier yeah. <gasps> <laughs> um you know uh i was like i was trying to think right now about uh which, sorry my train of thought went off a cliff um right now uh but i was thinking of how this is like i think probably the earliest thing that i've had to not that i haven't woken up early but most of like their meetings are like 11 a.m or or after that and it's like oh I finally like I have to be ready now by 9 a.m. I have to like be sitting on a couch and ready to like, I'll respond to emails and stuff earlier but like this is the first time I feel like I'm actually like completely working right now when all of this stuff happened like the very like when they first got with the department chairs and they were like hey y'all need to come up with a plan I held a, a PLC for social studies at like 1230 on Wednesday like that first Wednesday um, the, uh, the first week we we're supposed to come back and I, and I explained to everybody, you know, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we need to do. And, I, and then this, you know, we need to talk about a schedule. And everyone's all like, no, let's go to 830. Like the kids are still asleep. I'm like, seriously, you all want to wake up that early for meetings? Like I'm awake anyway, so it doesn't bother me. But I completely thought that you all would be down for like 12 o'clock, one o'clock meetings. No, dude, they were all like, let's do it at eight. Right. Some are ready to work. Yep. Some people are just ready to go back to work. I think it's also just that you end up spending the day just kind of waiting for that meeting to occur. So, and it's so, it's a weird thing because our, me and Cortez's um, English 1 PLC is at noon. So like mm -hmm. I get ready, I sit around and I'm like, well, like I need to go run and get groceries, but I really don't have time right now. So I guess I'll just spend an hour sitting waiting for the uh the meeting to start just scrolling to see like did anyone email me is anything going on that i need to read and then and then i'll start the meeting I'm like okay well now that it's one o'clock i guess i can go start my day and get the things i need to do and then come back and oh, it's so better to get it over with early yeah. on yeah right? no 
Um, this is very much like a like a breakfast. Like I feel like we're in the Breakfast Club right now. Like this. Like <laughs> I, I've been. I've been. I've been up before. I've been up before, but like like how Munden was saying, like this is. Like it feels, it feels different where it's like, oh, like we have to do this. I mean, I mean, we don't technically have to do it, but it felt weird kind of getting ready for like a work thing, like so early. Um, but like how Acres was saying, um, you know, when they were saying, you know, where our meetings are going to be at noon, I kind of thought like, well, let's not, let's just do it a little bit earlier. That way, like we're not just sitting around just kind of waiting for all of that stuff to happen. But yeah, breakfast, this is the breakfast edition breakfast club has anyone uh because of the way that we're uh from the district having the family fridays has anyone like like getting lost on just the days of the week where i feel like uh, i keep thinking thursday is friday so like my weekend is all out of whack with everything i am doing lately no no okay well that <laughs> <laughs> no like, I I, I just like because yesterday I was like thinking I was like watching a movie and I'm like oh it's still Thursday it's not the end of the week because I was already thinking like I because I've been like cleaning up my house and like the trash is already like getting like past the halfway full on the outside I'm like oh well it's already it's already gonna be Saturday then my trash is on Monday night I'm fine I'm like oh no it's already this is barely Thursday this is not this is not I am not adjusting to things correctly really for me it's like Thursday yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but what is there to really look forward to even like when it's a Thursday for I me I don't know that's a like my my Thursday feels like a Monday like really? it's weird cuz yeah cuz that's that's the day that I have well we have the department PLC um then for football we end up having our position meeting um and that takes you know a little bit longer than um than our actual PLCs because when the kids have questions and we're going through you know game plan stuff or we're going through film or we're going through um, like a new strategy um, you know the kids will ask questions uh, so my Thursday is like the front load of like the majority of the work for the, the week I guess like mm -hmm. two meetings kind of back to back one of them's at 11 the other one's at two um, so yeah like it, it just feels like a weird like it's not a Thursday like oh it's close to the weekend it's mm -hmm. like that's when I'm actually you know pretty much working that makes sense yeah. Um, so how have you guys been keeping, uh, apart from like work, how have you been keeping busy during this time? Have you been reading any books, watching any movies, TV shows, exercising more? I keep being like the only one on the on the podcast that is not exercising. And I keep being feeling really embarrassed whenever it comes to like, oh, you are all doing really cool things. I'm just watching uh, movies and playing video games. Okay. You, you messed up last week by asking like a set of coaches you had the basketball <laughs> coach, you had the soccer coach, you had me, a football coach, like, and we all just started talking about working out, and you're just kind of sitting there like, um, I should have asked that question. Yeah, no, like, I, that was, like, the you moment that I, up. I am so happy that I figured out the view where I just wasn't on camera the entire time, because it would just be me just staring at the screen, like, oh, Okay, I have nothing to add to any of the conversation here. They're, like, now talking about, like, okay, like, yeah, we've been doing this for sports, and I'm like, sure and then like even all the jokes were about like oh how cortez likes green bay and they like cowboys i'm like i literally have nothing to add to any of this episode i'm just gonna remain quiet for a while hey man you could be an honorary green bay packer fan i have some extra jerseys just just say the word man okay well i sure i i think actually one of my friends i got a, a, a steelers jersey because of her i I think I have to still go with them because of just friend proximity. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, he just said he's not that close to you, Chris. I know that that like an inadvertent, like <laughs> you're not that cool. We're not I, that close. I only, I only host a podcast with you. Yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> he's socially distancing himself from you. Yes. Yeah. And here I, and here I was thinking we were the best of friends, Munden. Ah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, how have you guys been keeping busy? Um, Troy, we'll... Um, you know how last time we talked about, you know, trying different things? Um, I'm still trying to do different things. Um, I went to a dollar store one time and I found, like, these little oil pastels. Like, I'll show you. <laughs> like, little oil oh, pastels. Cool. 
and then I YouTube stuff and I paint it. Oh, hey, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, but it just looks like I used crayons, so there's like nothing to find this. So. <laughs> and then um, I'm trying to create a vision board. Um, so I ha I bought some like those start like those boards that I can use to create a vision board, and also um, I've been cooking a little bit more. Um, and so after this is over, I'm actually going to head over to Walmart and buy some sweet potatoes because I want to, um, I saw this little thing on YouTube or somewhere else where they're making like a sweet potato souffle pancakes. So I kind of oh. want to try that out too. But yeah, I I'm just keeping busy, you know, besides work and besides my grad school, um, just trying different little things here and there. I, um, like, uh, I've been trying to cook as well. And I, as I made all of the, the things that I cooked in the last podcast that sound very unappetizing to Cortez. So, uh, the bread. Yeah. It's like, I was like, I made bread and a chicken thing. That's how I think I described it to you. <laughs> Why is that unappetizing? I think it's just the, the words thing in a recipe doesn't make things appetizing. <laughs> like I like a noodle thing and a, and a, and a chicken thing. And like, then he was like, Oh, that and sounds awful. And a bread thing. Did you kick me off? Did you kick me off the? No, no, no. It was just the regular. Left? It was yeah, a regular uh -huh. jinx of of the Zoom calls where oh. where everything's going well and then someone just gets booted off of the off of the meeting. Cortez yeah. thinks we're friends. He needs to get kicked off this, and that's <laughs> you just booted me off. Place, man. Put him in his place. Yeah, Acres. What you been up to, man? Um. I do, I do do a lot of reading. I study, um, like, for, for my, my, myself, I study uh, Stoicism. So there's, like, uh, like, five different books that I read chapters from every day, like, a, like, oh, cool. a, like different readings every day. So, like, after I go for my walk in the morning, I'll sit on the, on the porch and, and you know, read, some, read from my books. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch the news in the morning, but I try to just keep it, you know, just, just to the morning so I'm not, like, you know, hearing the doomsayers all day long. Um, I know I don't I don't game a whole lot, but like there are some games that I really like. So I, I found a, a Bioshock collection on PlayStation oh, cool. Network was on sale for like twelve bucks about a month ago. So I ha I bought like all three games for twelve bucks. So I'm like halfway, maybe halfway through the second game right now, okay. playing them over again. But I, you know, I, I played them so long ago that I don't even remember the story. So it's like I'm playing them for the first time. Um, and then, yeah, I'm a super huge film fan. So like every night, well, most nights there's some sort of, you know, film theme going on. Like last night I, 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 uh, I was watching Sully and Flight, two, okay. two films that were like incredibly similar, uh, despite the, the, the difference in, in times that they were made. But like, yeah, I'm always watching movies. Actually, um, Ms. Choi mentioned something that, that, that kind of like falls in line with that. You're talking about, uh, grad school. I actually just finished. I finished my grad school this past December, but I really like being a student. So I actually um, reapplied for another master's program oh, cool. uh, okay. for, for a film studies program. Okay. So I just like turned in the application about two weeks ago, seeing, you know, cross my fingers. I think it'd be really cool to do that on a more uh, quote unquote professional basis. So okay. you know, I like, I like that stuff. That's what I've been doing. A lot of reading. Oh. Well, like they've been doing a lot of, um, you're mentioning like different theme nights for movies. Uh, have you been looking at any of, any of the streaming sites, how they're doing like a, like a nightly premiere of a different movie? Like I think today there is, um, if you have the streaming service, Mubi, M-U-B-I, it is a, they're like premiering some, uh, a movie by the guy who did, who directed Jackie and Neruda. It's like some foreign language movie about that looked kind of like Suspiria and that's what like my plan today is to watch it it is like free on there for 24 hours like I think I can probably I think I got like multiple like links somehow so I can forward you one of them if you're interested uh -huh. in watching it I love that I'd appreciate it dude thank you um so like uh what other movies have you like you're saying like film studies so like what's like a favorite film of yours Oh man! I mean, I'm going to write some stuff down. Well, I mean, it, it really depends on the mood that you're in. Like, I mean, like if you want to go cerebral or blockbuster or indie, like, I mean, I'm all over the place. I can do, you know, I'm 
huge fan of the MCU. That's like, okay. you know, obvious. But then if you want to go like, I love pretty much anything by Christopher Nolan. He's one of my favorite okay. film filmmakers. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is one of my favorite actors. But then, you know, on the flip side, uh, you know, I, I can dig trash films just as well. I just watched uh, Cecil B. Demented again last okay. week and I haven't seen that since I was like in high school. And that's like one of my favorite movies too, even though I hadn't seen it probably like in two decades. Um, I mean, just just run the gamut, man. I'm, what I'm, do you mean I'm by trash film? Trash? <laughs> trash? <laughs> trash. She, yeah. needs, she, she needs an explanation on what trash film is. Uh, tr- trash film is going to be, it, it's very underproduced it's very kitschy it's very like uh you know it's got like a very niche um audience not a whole lot it's not meant like for the masses you have to kind of like you have to kind of like look for it and be in the right frame of mind it's not something that you just flip through the channels on and like oh okay this looks cool um i mean in in pink flamingos one of john waters's famous films uh one of his most famous films the entire like its entire um impression is hinged upon the last scene in which um divine picks up a piece of 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 a dog's leftover matter and eats it like that's what made this movie famous like the entire rest of the movie is just like whatever but like everybody talks about that movie because of that last scene and that's not the kind of thing that you would really go and you know, let's gather the family for a Saturday. Or like, if you if you do, maybe that's like a way that your family never talks to you after that. <laughs> uh, like a lot of those. And films... I, I think, and then also, I mean, I, Acres just kind of like you know, spoiler alert on the end of the movie, but it doesn't it even sounds have anything like... to do with the movie. Literally, <laughs> I know, but movie. but I think that like the point uh, of like those kinds of movies is like they it's not it's not fake excrement like it's. Like oh, that's yeah. what that—that's yeah. what they really did in that movie. It's, here's it's a quick, very, here's a quick question. I've had this question with a couple of people. Would you consider Rocky Horror Picture Show to be like trash film? Hell yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like the pinnacle of trash film. Like, but I think because of like the production of it. I mean, the storyline is whack. It's more. I mean, I don't think. Well, I'm not too familiar. I, I have like a little bit of experience with trash film, but I don't know of any other trash film that has like meatloaf in it and like a a very uh, yeah, expensive yeah. musical. It definitely does have that, that, you know, a significantly higher budget, I, I, mm. I, I guess you could say compared to other films, but I think that the spirit of it is is what makes it trash. Even though they had, you know, better costumes with you know the glitter the the, the gold you know what is it whatever it is the the the, the costume with, with the top hat that's all glitterati and everything like yeah right. they, they have the mansion and they have the the songs like actual songs not just you know people who don't know how to play music yeah right. definitely. It's, it's it's on a higher level but i think the spirit of it it's still very much underground punk rock uh, I'm doing this for the love of film, not for the love of money type thing. So to me, yeah, it still falls in line. Well, like um, when you were talking about Rocky Picture Horror, I always mess up that Rocky Horror <laughs> Picture Show. There you go. Uh, yeah. I was thinking of Cats, even though that is not like, it's. An, I wouldn't classify as a trash film, <laughs> but like audiences have kind of tried to make it that. And I, I adore just how weird Cats is. Like I bought that on like when it came out like I think it came out like the same week as Star Wars came out on um, iTunes and I bought it immediately because me and my friend had I think saw it, went to the theaters two times to watch it just for the audience reaction to whatever is occurring on screen at all times. Uh, have you seen Cats? No I want to see that film really really badly. I haven't gotten around to it but um, I'm sure you all have um, been on the internet long enough to hear about that uh, that other cut where they have oh, yeah. mm-hmm. some edits yeah so i, I kind of feel like when it comes to to cats it's like unintentionally trash like you don't get you don't get uh idris elba and and taylor, taylor swift, swift. Yeah. you don't get all of these people in there intentionally trying to make a track film i think it just kind of turned into it it kind of took on a life of its own yeah um like uh, I was trying to think of what like is a, like available for like Troy to watch on there. I know um, 
the one you mentioned by John Waters is on the Criterion Collection channel if you want to watch that, if you're really interested in the last scene. Um, it's rough. It's yeah, rough. I wouldn't recommend. Am I ready for that? Movie. No, I don't, I don't think so. You heard, have you ever seen Hairspray? Uh, I have not seen it. No. no. The, the original Hairspray, that's John Waters. The one with yeah. Ricky Lake. Yeah, and then that. Divine played the mom in that, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, that, I think I was trying to think of like other examples of like trash film that you could easily watch, like that would be I'm entertaining. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Escobar has a link to The Room because YouTube oh, okay. always has like a... I want that. I want to see that. There's like a version of it, but... Um, yeah, ask Escobar for the link, and, and I'm pretty sure she'll send you. I mean, but it's what's crazy about most of these movies. And I don't, I don't know if you you would agree, Acres. You kind of have to watch it with somebody, or oh, yeah. at least be, or at least be at a theater where other people can, like, like uh, you know, uh, Munden was saying, you know, going to Cats not necessarily for the movie, yeah. but for the reaction of the audience in the movie. I think that. You know, that, that, that makes it a, a part of, like, this experience of, of these trash films. If you watch it by yourself, I don't think, like, you might feel the weirdness of it, but I don't think you get the whole gist of why they're kind of entertaining. But The Room, I, there's a, I'm pretty sure there's a link to it somewhere. We I should do, like, a viewing it, party. That'd be cool. I think the if room? it's a good film. Isn't that a movie, The, the Room? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. I really enjoyed that one. The, yeah, not the same movie because your reaction. I, I don't know because there's like two movies that are room. One is the one about the the lady who's kidnapped. Little boy. Yeah, that's yeah. not that. the little boy. Are you guys not talking no, about no, the no, 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 I think that one is just yeah. room. It doesn't yeah, have room. an article oh. done. So, so there's the room, and then there's room. Oh, I, I, I really hope that there's been Wait. some person who wanted the other, like they wanted the <laughs> room for Christmas, and like their confused relative got them the room, and it just created a very awkward <laughs> viewing. Uh-oh. Um, was that one of Brie Larson's first movies? Wasn't she no, like... Uh, it wasn't one of her first ones, but she won the yeah, um, Oscar for yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, uh, sorry, I keep saying uh right now because I hear my dogs barking and like get thrown off. Uh, so, what have um have you guys have you guys uh you're saying actually that's uh, sorry my train of thought came back Bioshock. You're mentioning Bioshock during your what you've been playing. Uh, did you ever read like the stuff that wasn't that kind of inspired the game like the whole like Ayn Rand connection, stuff like that, since sophomores are going to be reading probably Anthem next year? I, I, I read, like, like background just to get, like, context, but, like, it was never assigned to me in high school. Uh, I never took any college classes that necessitated reading that either, so I have, like, a super vague passing familiarity with all, you know, with objectivism and, you know, the, the individual versus the society type thing, like, of her philosophy. But I love, that's one of the things that I love about it is that it's not just a game. It's like a legit story and there's morality to it. And the whole, you know, do you save the little sisters or do you harvest them? And, you know, is it about you or society? So I, I, I love that about it. But as far as Ayn Rand and, you know, Atlas Shrugged and what's, what's that other one that they always... Um, the Fountainhead? Fountainhead, yeah. Uh, I have copies of them like in my classroom, but because they were sent to me by like some publisher, I never actually, you know, I never actually got around to reading them. That's like, you know, that would have been really cool to bring home. That's actually something I really enjoy doing right now is bring back to reading. Yeah. I read a whole lot more now than I have, you know, at any other time since I've been working as a teacher. Yeah, been like finally, like a, I was talking to Cortez on like the first episode about like, oh, I'm reading a bunch of books that are probably about horrible topics right now about like people freaking out about global pandemics. And this is a book that came out like a week before everything happened. I'm like, oh, I chose a really bad time to start reading this book. Dude, uh, on spring break, my daughter and I went to Dallas for a week 
and the night before, like all this stuff is going on, I'm like, screw it, I'm gonna watch Contagion. <laughs> watch Contagion. We come, we we go to Dallas, and then like everything starts getting locked down, and it's like, so we went to Dallas and like literally just hung out in the house for a week with my mom. We didn't do anything, and then the night before we came back, I'm like. Hey, Caitlin, I'm going to show you some old school movie that's really terrible. You want to watch Outbreak? So we watch Outbreak, man. And then we come home to this. And I'm like, all right, I was doing it as a joke, but it's not funny anymore. <laughs> well, like, Contagion was, like, number one on iTunes for, like, two weeks at the beginning of March. And, like, like I was, I started watching it, like, I think the weekend before everything happened with a friend. And I'm, I'm like, you know, I don't actually feel, like, in the mood to keep, to finish this movie right now. It's just, like, it's, like, too many echoes of th stuff that has happened. So I'm like... I'm gonna go ahead and just stop watching it. And then I listened to so many podcasts talking about like, yeah, the host decided to watch Contagion. I'm like, why are you all doing this to yourself right now? Uh, uh, did, Troy, have you seen the movie Contagion? Yeah, I actually enjoy those kind of movies. I do, and I, I did watch, um, like there's a Korean, couple of Korean movies mm -hmm. about pandemics and outbreaks and stuff like that. And I actually watched it too during our lockdown. So I understand, and I mean, not that I understand, but I, I was part of those group of the group who watch movies like that during this time. <laughs> well, it's like it's they're somewhat helpful too because usually by the end of those two hours, everything is solved. So it might be like a a way to like feel happy, like oh, everything's gonna be fine. It's this is yeah, fine, even though. Feel a sense of hope. Yeah, like uh, this will be resolved. Like you'll die. Like in Contagion, there's a scientist who decides to inject themselves with the vaccine, which probably would not fly in the real world. But no, dude, that's that's happening right now. Oh. Like I saw news. Um, I want to say, I want to say, like on Tuesday, I saw on the news there's some dude like in Scandinavia, one of those Scandinavian countries, where he's a scientist, and they're like their their program is uh, it has been you know doing quicker paced research on all of this stuff and he's like so sure that he's got a that he's about to create this vaccine that he says that he's going to be testing himself testing on himself in about a week and a half vaccine as opposed to you know the the, the the disease itself but he's about to try it man it's it's happening this is like i mean contagion is art imitating life life imitating art i mean He's probably on that list of people who've been watching it, and he's like, "I'm gonna be like that guy, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna save the day." And then he injects himself with it. And there's gonna be a movie about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to at that at that point. Um, Cortez, what have I know? We've like we since we talk to each other on these podcasts every couple of days. What ha uh, I don't know if anything's changed, but what have you been reading, watching, doing? Um, I actually, I had a chance to go to my room and pick up, um, my copy of V for Vendetta. I had bought the, uh, the graphic novel and I was starting to read it, you know, um, during my conference period or any time that I had some, um, some spare time in my classroom, but I left it there over spring break thinking, oh, I'll come back and I'll be able to pick it up or whatever. Um, but it wasn't until, uh, this week that I actually, uh, kind of worked up a nerve to ask if I could go pick up some stuff for my classroom. Um, so I picked up that. Um, I, I I also took up, uh, you know, some your advice, and I started listening to the, the podcast, the Oh Hello mm -hmm. podcast. Um, I started to watch or listen to the film one. But then, uh, for whatever reason, looking through certain podcasts, I found uh, Bill Burr, okay. uh, his, his podcast, and um, if you know anything about Bill Burr, he's very to the point. Um, it's a very dark sense of humor. So literally, he put up a podcast yesterday, and he just goes off on, you know, all the thank you commercials that are coming out from corporations. It's, if, like I said, if you know anything about Bill Burr, he doesn't sugarcoat things like, if, you know, something bothers him as even if it doesn't seem, you know, politically correct, like he'll just say it. He went off on Isaiah Thomas. I don't know if you guys are watching The Last Dance. It's a sports documentary over the Bulls. Um, it's coming out every every Sunday. But, um, you know, he ripped into that episode because it, it really makes, you know, Isaiah, Th uh, Isaiah Thomas look, you know, very, uh, very uh, weak and kind of backtracking some of his actions that he did against uh, the Bulls uh, during their playoff run. But, um, 
so in listening to that Bill Burr uh, podcast, I thought, man, like I, it, it's kind of refreshing uh, to see or to hear somebody like, you know, not be afraid to say things that just, it, it just, they kind of make sense, even though they, it might offend somebody. So then my thinking was, well, I wonder if Je, um, Jim Jeffries has uh, a podcast and sure enough, he does too. He's, he also kind of has that reputation where it's like a dark sense of humor, but it's always like pointing out something in society or like the flaws in society. So um, starting from Wednesday, I believe, uh, I, that's what I've been listening to. I've just been listening to a bunch of um, dark humored comedians and, um, you know, their, their experiences through this whole pandemic. And some of the stuff I've thought about, some of the stuff I would never say out loud, but it's just kind of interesting to hear those, those points of view. If, if I remember correctly, didn't he used to write for a Chappelle show? Uh, Bill Burr? Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he gave himself a little bit of credit on some of the episodes. Um, but yeah, he was, he was, a he was one of the few writers for a couple of episodes. Well, um, when you're talking about podcasts, I was, do you guys listen to the podcast with Mark Marin where he just interviews like comedians, and other actors? So like uh, like his shows normally like they always like go and like talk to uh, he has like someone come into a studio and he'll talk to him and due to the the whole social distancing like they cannot right now they record in California so they're doing everything remote and I guess his isn't as dark as those two comedians it's it's just more like a, probably like more of my sense of humor like a panic anxiety riddled like comedian <laughs> talking about like oh all of the horrible things that are happening and I'm like and I'm like well it's, I guess it's comforting that other people have had these thoughts as well of, of what's going on and um, I think that's why I think that's why I enjoy those the Jim Jeffries and the and the Bill Burr because you know it, right now since we we don't get to socialize very often like you kind of I I know at least for me I I live alone um and being here I just kind of, I wonder if anyone else is kind of thinking the things that I'm thinking and then sure enough when you hear you know these it's I mean it's put in a very funny way but when you hear somebody else you know, have those same thoughts, it, it does give, at least my, for myself, it gives me like a sense of comfort, because I don't think I'm like the only one. Um, i trying to think if I've been doing anything else, anything else different. I'm still playing Animal Crossing and like putting in too many hours into building what a town. I don't, I don't have Switch, so I don't know, but... It's basically like you're a little, like a little kid I, I think it's like, like you look like a kid. You're not an adult walking around that that uh, town. You go to an island and you have like three other animals as your neighbors, and they're and you uh, little raccoon is in charge of the island, and he says like, hey, I'm like you can choose to put your tent over here. You then like, you start upgrading your house, and that raccoon keeps giving you larger and larger loans of money that you have to pay off so you can upgrade your house, um, and then oh, you just you just walk it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's basically, yeah, it is. I just, this, I just want to point out, I just want to point out that this is the third week you have to explain what Animal Crossing is. <laughs> oh, really? Stop playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> like, nobody else knows what it is. Like, but no, but like, is I, it only on Switch, right? You can only... It's only on, like, they have, like, a mobile version, which is a is a little more nefarious because that because in the in the normal uh console version there is like you collect fruit and other and you can make things and buy different furniture and you can play this thing called the turnip market or tur turnip stock market where you buy turnips on one day of the on sundays and then you can choose to sell them during the week to try to make more money so you're learning about the stock market from there um but the mobile one, the one on the phone, you can put real money into, and I like that one. I'm like, no, I'm, I don't need to do this. I don't need to put like thirty dollars into my virtual, uh, virtual island. I will just like, cause uh, if you get, um, cause each island has different fruit that grow on it naturally. So my island had apples. So I went to some of my other friends that have. The, that also had the game and collected fruit from their islands. So now each of their fruits sell for 500 uh, bells, which is the currency. 
uh, but you can bury the fruit that you get so you get you get more of that fruit. It's all awful when you think about it, the way that you're teaching kids this. <laughs> uh, you these... face this entire time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, um, so, like, uh, I put, like, you can just start customizing your island, so I'm, like, paving the ground there. Now it's telling me that I have too many trees on my island, so I'm having to chop trees down. Uh, and I, I, I put, uh, I made a restaurant on the island. I made, like, a... Nice. Like um, I like I also made a wrestling arena for some reason, a doctor's <laughs> office. I don't know why I put that one in there too. Um, so yeah, that that's what I've been putting a whole lot of time in. And that game came out the Friday. I think it was the the last. It was, would have been the re, the last Friday of spring break. So mm -hmm. it was like March twenty third or something came out. And then I was checking the game clock. It doesn't give you like the exact amount of time you've been playing. Uh, but the last time I checked, it said that I put over 95 hours into it, so... Is that of a week, a month, day? Uh, uh, that's the total total time from March 23rd. Oh, I... I put 95 hours into that game. So, yeah, that's... I feel like everyone's now just ashamed of like of me now that they, that they heard that. No, I, I want to start playing games, so I just don't know what to play. I don't have a console, so... It's just a bunch of um, free games that I find on the phone, but there's a bunch of ads that just turns me off and I just end up uninstalling, but. Like my. Minesweeper. That's all I'm going to say, Minesweeper. You can't, you can't go wrong. I don't know how to play that. I just randomly click on things, hoping I don't click on a bomb, but that's it. I don't know the strategy to the Minesweeper one. The numbers, all you have to do is pay attention to the numbers. So the numbers basically means like, so we're looking at like a square, like if you're looking at, you know, like this, right? So if there's a one right here on Minesweeper, basically what it's saying is there's a bomb attached to it either on a side or on a corner. Oh. So that's how you pay attention to the numbers. Sometimes you have to guess because just of, you know, especially how, how big the mine is. Um, but it, it's pretty easy once you just get the hang of it, you just have to pay attention to the number and it either tells you, you know, whether it's on a line or on a corner that you have to figure it out. It gets real easy when there's like a, a box mm -hmm. and then there's only one other box attached to it and there's a one because then that automatically tells you if it's on a corner or on an edge that the next box next to it has the bomb. So then you can just label it bomb. Have so, you ever beaten a level? Huh? Have you ever beaten the game? Yeah. I mean, you can go through different different um layouts i guess levels yeah but the hardest one is like the 100 by 100 and you have to find um i think i want to say it's like 40 40 bombs or something oh. um that one i've only beaten like a few times but that one that one's the one where you just you get so stuck because you know there's so many bombs around it or there's so many squares you just kind of have to guess i think i have like a two percent uh winning percentage on that one but like okay. the other ones the one that you only have to find 10 like that one's super easy i think the quickest time i've ever had in finishing that one is like 11 seconds or something like that okay. well, yeah. i just play like sudoku and chess and stuff those kind of games it kind of sounds like uh p cross in a way the where you My have super? Yeah, like that, like it's the, where you have like a little square and it will tell you, well, in this uh, column or in this row, you have um, 10 of the blocks will, are actually part of the picture and you just have to like. I, uh, aren't they called like nonograms or nonograms or something? They, it, it might be, it's just like the game, like the digital one is Pcross. So they've been like, they released a new one on Switch. So I started playing that as well as Animal <laughs> Crossing. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they, they they probably have that on like everything, like on like phones as well. If you look, uh, it's just P I C R O S S. Uh, it's really relaxing. It's just, and there's this one that they released that's like 3D. So imagine like it's like a piece of marble and it's telling you like in a three dimensional uh, thing, just like which blocks to like basically carve out. So then you have a statue at the end. So yeah. Um, oh, I also helped uh, like a friend who was also social distancing for over two weeks. So we assumed like, okay, we're fine if we we haven't like I've been away from people for this time. We haven't had uh, symptoms, so I went to go help him build a gaming PC. So that was a thing help I did. Build. 
Yeah, like the like he had the motherboard. Uh, he bought all the components, so he just had to uh, put it all in his. Like I re uh, referenced him before, his name is also Matthew. Uh, so I went over there and we're I was helping him. Uh, he did mess up his first processor, but I kept telling him, "Hey, don't push down too hard on the processor. You're it's not going in well." But he didn't want to listen to me, so we kept pushing down. So then he had to spend four hundred dollars again on a, another processor. So that was completely on him. <laughs> So like I kept like I told him like hey look it's not going in well do not push it in something else is wrong, no no it's it's going to go in I'm like don't please don't do that that I mean it's your money but please don't do that and then he messed it up so acres you look like a statue buddy <laughs> I'm just listening to you all talking <laughs> Um, I know when you guys talked about movies, I couldn't add anything to it. Now we're talking about gaming, and now acres can add. Yeah, this this is how I was with the sports conversations. Where I'm just like, okay, I am <laughs> quiet right now. <laughs> um, so we've been recording for a while. I guess uh, we'll finish up really quick. Do you have any recommendations for the students, teachers, any listeners um, for activities they can do or uh, mindsets they should keep keep during this time of social distancing, remote learning? For me, it's going to be the same as last time. Um, just use the time that you have now to do things you are, you know, you wanted to do, but you didn't have the time to do, or different things that you've never been able to do. Um, I, I just feel like it's the best opportunity um, with the time that we have. So why not? Because we don't know how long this is going to last. There's rumors going around that, you know, next year we might have to start online. I've heard from somebody that it might go into next next year, 2021. I mean, I don't know, but don't just just sit around, I guess. Just do stuff. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, these, I mean, when we're, when we're talking about the students, they're, 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 a lot of them are using this as an excuse to like, oh, now I can, you know, stay awake all night and, and sleep all day. And I really feel like that if, you know, it's, it's one thing to indulge yourself on occasion in doing so, but in letting it become a habit, they're really going, they're really just doing themselves a disservice. Um, I really like what Ms. Ms. Troy is saying is that, you know, do something constructive with this time, whether it's, you know, learning a new skill or, you know, keeping, just keeping up on your studies anyways, because you don't want to, you know, start experiencing like, you know, atrophy of, of the mind or anything, you know, you, in some way, shape or form, you've got to provide yourself some structure and, 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 and use this time and make something of it because, you know, regardless of, you know, whether it ends tomorrow, whether it ends next year, like Mr. was talking about, um, this is time that we will never get back. So I, I refuse to look back on this a year from now and be like, seriously, that's what I did. And I, and I would really hope that the students would look at it the same way that they, that they can look back on this not necessarily as a as a as a as a you know negative period in in their history, but as a time when they they made the best out of out of what they could. Yes, well said. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, being featured on the on the podcast. So it's been. Uh, a great way for me and Cortez to kind of like at least see another human being and like not go crazy during this time. Uh, yeah. This was cool. Thank you for the invitation. I know. Uh, thank you for inviting me back again. Uh, well, what's your backup? So you know, there, yeah. happy. Um, I, we've ended um, all of our uh, like Friday episodes by asking uh, teachers if you have a recommendation on who to feature on the next episode. Do you guys have any recommendations on a teacher you think would enjoy being part of the podcast? Uh, For me, it would be Montelongo. Okay. Montelongo. Um, I didn't tell him anything, I'm just. <laughs> I will, uh, if, as if, if, if you have his number, just text it to me. <laughs> All of my recommendations have been just on the spot. They don't know, I don't tell them in advance. <laughs> So they might, if they reject, then they reject, and I'll be the okay. No worries. And, and then you'll be the substitute that comes in <laughs> exactly. for them. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
for me, I'd say like the other members of my team, I think would be fun people to talk to, uh, Joseph Salcedo or Elisa Martinez. I think okay. that'd be a fun conversation to have. Okay. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, I will reach out to your recommendations. Um, with that being said, any, uh, do you guys have any last words, anything you want to finish up with before we sign off? Just stay safe and be well. And thank you guys for starting this so that, you know, we can have something to look forward to for the kids who do watch it, for them to look forward to. Yeah. Cortez? This is really cool. No, I just I just wanted to thank Ms. Choi uh, for, for being um, or volunteering to just come on because she enjoyed it so much. Um, I think it, I think I think it's funny when we've done this. Uh, you've you've ended it by asking them like, "Did you enjoy what we were doing?" And it kind of puts them on the spot to like. <laughs> yeah, I realize that. Say, yeah, I realize that. <laughs> to say yes. So, but what's what's cool is I mean, obviously, Miss Troy really does kind of enjoy our conversations because she really did volunteer to like be the backup if nobody could do it. Um, Acres, uh, it's been a while, man, since since I've seen you. So it, it's really nice to see you. Uh, I hope your family's doing well. You know, we, we, there was a time where your daughter was coming to our school. Um, you know, so I, I, I really appreciate you taking a, you know, a little bit of your time uh, to have a conversation with us, but um, appreciate the conversation. And uh, it, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Akers and I actually went to college together. So oh, really? <laughs> we, yeah, when we both started, when we both started at, uh, at Pebble Hills, you know, I, you know, you just try to find a familiar face. And as soon as Acres came on, um, we were in the same hallway. We were right across the hall from each other. And, and ever since then, they've they've done everything in their power to, you know, separate us. But uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. And thanks Thank for, you. for being a good sport about it. This was good. I do appreciate it. It was good seeing you all. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, Thanks. Thank you guys again for stopping by and we will see our, or will you can watch us again next week to all of our watcher listeners. That was a really terrible sign off. I'm going to end. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs>